Hey, so I picked up the book Enough Already, The Power of Radical Contentment by the author Alan Cohen. Um, It is 32 chapters, and I'm going to read the first chapter, the introduction, and a few notes to the reader in this reading. introduction. At a time when many people are worried about money, the divorce rate is soaring. Politicians are being indicted. New poisons in food are exposed daily. Natural disasters ravage the planet. Wars depsoil nations and fear of terrorism has forced decent people to undress to board an airplane. The prospect of contentment seems like a bad joke or a naive fantasy. If someone asked you, how are you? And you answered, I am content. The other person would probably raise an eyebrow and wonder if you were on drugs, living in denial or had attended too many self-help seminars. In times as difficult as ours, contentment seems radical. Even heretical. How dare you be happy when so many things are going wrong, or could, or will? Yet, contentment is not a bank balance, marital status, or pot of gold you reach at the end of a rainbow. It is a choice you make, an attitude you step into, a state of being that runs deeper than conditions. It is more available than impossible. Can you and I find a way to be at peace within ourselves and with our lives right now. Even before the mortgage is paid, we resolve our differences with our ex or global warming is offset. I have wanted many things in my life and I still do. It had always seemed I would be happier if I found my soulmate, lived in a bigger house, saw my book on the bestsellers list or toted the latest generation iPod. Then, I met a man who turned my belief system upside down. Shin Ikaro Teriyama is a Japanese physicist who radiates joy more brilliantly than any soul I have ever met. He wears a perpetual smile and lights a room simply by entering it. I have never known someone so genuinely happy. When Shin was diagnosed with terminal cancer, he was catapulted into deep soul searching. He went to a Japanese garden and considered what would make his life meaningful, whether he lived one more day or another 40 years. His answer was to be grateful for everyone and everything, including his career as a wake-up call. From that day on, Shin said, thank you for every event and experience that showed up in and around him. Within a few months, the cancer disappeared. That was 25 years ago. Now, Shin teaches others to find happiness and health by practicing the lost art of appreciation. The Talmud asks, who is rich? It answers, he who is content with his lot. Upon hearing that, the negative mind might go to What if I were consigned to a wheelchair in a flea-bitten apartment, stuck with someone I hate, 
wearing thrift store clothes and eating dollar fast foods for dinner. I'm supposed to be happy there. But think of the word lot. You are not given a little, you are given a lot. Only the fearful mind goes to catastrophic fantasies. The spirit within you knows that you deserve good things. If life has taken good care of you thus far, do you really believe it would stop now? And would the hand of love not bless you whatever turn your life takes? Could your life take more and more turns for the better? Content means to contain. You contain what you seek. It is in you as you. No thing and not one outside you can give you or make you more than you already are. The treasure you seek, you already own. The treasure you seek, you already are. Contentment does not mean complacency. Lazily laying back and saying, I will just accept what I have and never ask for more. True joy calls for you to appreciate what you have and to reach for greater, to be happy and hungry. It is natural and healthy to want to grow, expand, advance, achieve, and discover more about who you are and what life has to offer. As thorough, poised, to live deep and suck all the marrow of life. A mature sense of happiness embraces all that you are and want and moves beyond settling into adventure. Enough already can also mean refusing to accept any situation not in harmony with your well-being. We have all engaged in relationships business situations and living arrangements that demean us or lack integrity. Upon recognizing what we have sold out to fit in, we must say no to what does not serve us so we can make space for what does. You cannot afford to settle for any situation that dampens your spirit. When you have discovered you have detoured, you must do whatever it takes to return to the path of joy. Putting your foot down is a prerequisite to stepping ahead. The sage Sir Nariskada stated, In my world, all is well. In what world did he live? Was it one that we see on the news, or was he watching a broadcast the rest of us are missing? Can we take up residence in the domain he described? Can we experience wellness even before the economy turns around, our spouse understands us, or worse come to an end? Let's take that adventure together. This is not simply a journey into getting more. It is a journey into having more and being more, beginning by claiming the riches you already own and are. We are about to leave behind burdens of loss, lack, or abandonment and find the higher ground of plenty. Enough already, let's do it. A few notes to the reader. You can journey through these chapters in linear fashion, one after the other, or you can pick up and choose the order in which you read, according to your intuition. 
This book is organized holographically, meaning that every chapter and section relates to the theme like spokes radiating from the center of a wheel rather than one domino falling after another. All truths are all truths are connected to each other like facets of a diamond. If you follow any one to the corner, you will join with all the rest. My mentor taught a technique of creative thinking based on writing down a core idea in the middle of a sheet of paper and then spontane- spontaneously noting all ideas relating to the central one, like satellites revolving around a planet. This method of free association engenders more abundant ideas than a linear method of organization. In this book, the theme, you can't have enough because you are enough, you deserve enough, and enough is always available, constitutes the core lesson and every sentence and chapter illuminates the central principle from a unique angle. All of the antidotes contained herein are true. I experienced them directly or they were told to me by individuals who experienced them firsthand. In some cases, I have changed the names of identifying details to honor the privacy of the individual. In a few cases, I am, am, what? Am, like, what? Am, 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 how do I say this word? Amalamigated several words for the sake of story, what? I am am uh, why why little boop am that's really frying my brain I am agglaminated several like stories for sake of clarity and brevity if you have read any of my other work you may notice few illustrative examples carried over from my previous writings this is by conscious choice well while as a rule i do not repeat illustrations in a few instances the ideas are so relevant to the theme that i felt including them would be far more helpful than leaving them out in addition when i previously recorded these ideas they were in an elementary or seed form since that time i have fleshed them out with greater depth and applications So, in the interest of expanding your awareness of these principles, I have chosen to include them, and I hope you will find them even more illuminating. Chapter 1. Enough already. It is not our circumstances which create our discontent or contentment. It is us. Quote by Vivian Green. I was having dinner with Dr. Wayne Dyer when the subject of money came up. I don't need any more money, Wayne told me in a matter-of-fact way. I have enough money. Well, sure you do, I jealously thought. You have a ton of books on the bestsellers list and you made up $10,000 for a lecture. As I considered Wayne's statement, however, I realized that it offered a brilliant teaching. Wayne Dyer has enough money because he chose to regard what he has as enough. His sense of enough is not based on a 
on a number. It is based on his willingness to feel satisfied. I know people who have a lot more money than Dr. Dyer and they never have enough. I also know people who have very little money and they feel rich. Wealth and poverty are not external conditions. They are states of the mind. Since that conversation, I have practiced seeing life through the eyes of supply rather than lack, appreciation rather than complaint, ease rather than struggle. I have discovered that I have total and absolute power to step into the next experience of health, wealth, love, and success at any moment I choose. That power is yours as well if you exercise it. Try this experiment. For one day, imagine that you have an R. Wait, sorry. For one day, imagine that what you have and what you are is enough. When you look in the mirror, decide to like what you see. When you connect with your friend, date, spouse, or boss, notice that. Notice what you like about that person rather than what bugs you. When you go over your credit card bill instead of complaining about the high price of gas and groceries, think all the people who brought your food, your fuel to you and food from seed to your table. When you go to work, celebrate the customers and accounts you have rather than wringing your hands at those you are missing. If you do this experiment sincerely and continuously for even one day, your life will change. You will feel better and things will start to work out more in your favor. You will recognize that you have far more riches at your disposal than you realized. You will realize that you have not just enough, but plenty. A Tale of Two Travelers A traveler in an ancient time arrived at the gate of the city and found a gatekeeper sitting at its foot. What's it like in this city? The sojourner asked. What was it like where you came from? Returned the gatekeeper. It was a horrible place, the traveler replied. There were no jobs, everyone was fighting with each other, and the streets were a mess. Well, that's pretty much what you'll find here, the gatekeeper explained. The visitor shook his head and continued on his own way. An hour later, another traveler approached the city gate. What is it like in this city? He asked the gatekeeper. What was it like where you came from? Returned the gatekeeper. Pretty nice, actually, the traveler replied. My work was rewarding. People helped each other where they could, and it was a decent place for kids to grow up. Well, that's pretty much what you'll find here, the gatekeeper explained. The visitor thanked the gatekeeper and entered the city. The world you observe is not an absolute condition. It is a snapshot of your consciousness. If you want to change the world, begin by changing your vision of it. Quantum physicists tell us that, is it, that it is impossible to conduct a purely objective experiment because of the mere presence of the experimenter's influence. Likewise, you affect your life profoundly, simply by participating in it. How you participate determines how your life turns out. 
if you are willing to shift your vision from lack to supply, you may even be surprised how much enough you already own. The more enough you find, the more enough you will find. The more lack you find, the more lack you will find. Interesting. You are always finding what you are looking for. So take care what you are looking for. Seek and ye shall find is not a promise. It's a statement of how it already is. My greatest teachers of enoughness were a Fijian family. My beloved Dee and I were close with when we were when we lived in that country. The mother, father, and five children ages, ages 2 to 15 all lived in a one-room shack with tin walls and no plumbing, electricity, or glass windows. They cooked over a wood, wood fire, bathed in a small spring in the backyard, and walked to an outhouse in the rain. They farmed their own food and had no money for anything beyond simple necessities. From the point of view of our culture, their level of living was barely subs sub sub subsistent substance what substance subs subsistence was bare subs was bare subsistence subsistence oddly these were among the happiest people i have ever met they loved each other dearly and laughed often and the children retained extraordinary light in their eyes even into young adulthood the only toy the kids had was a tire swing in the backyard and they played rugby using an empty plastic water bottle as a ball their shack was more of a home than many loveless mansions they enjoyed life immensely and felt no sense of lack one day, we brought the family a modest-sized fish, perhaps 16 inches long, for their dinner. The next day, I asked the dad, did you enjoy the fish? He smiled and told me, yes, very much. We invited the family next door for dinner. We cut the fish up, put it in a curry, and served nine people with it. At another time, we gave the father a candy bar, which he broke into pieces. Why are you breaking it up? I asked so each of the kids can have a piece, he answered. I cite these examples not to extol poverty, but to celebrate plenty. Sufficiency is an attitude. You might be in the midst of fabulous abundance, but not notice it because you are looking elsewhere. You might also stand in the midst of apparent devastation, but to be overwhelmed by the love that moves people to join together to overcome it Attitude is like a microscope. When you focus on dimensions deeper than the obvious, you discover vast riches that are invisible at the surface. With practice and focus, wealth becomes consistently apparent. Wayne Dyer has enough. The kids in Fiji have enough. What do the two have in common? They would rather have enough than not enough. So they just choose it. Perhaps you and I could have less of what we do not want and more of what we do want, simply because that is what we prefer. How do you find the sweet spot? Read on to find out. That, um, yeah, that really resonates a lot with me. Um, 
Ember is also here for some pets. Hello, Ember. Hello, universe. My name is Ember. I'm a Sphinx. Yes. I don't know if you can hear her purring. Probably not. Anyway, thank you for listening. I hope that resonated with you as well. And I will continue the next chapter tomorrow. Goodbye.